And welcome back to the Constitutionals. Uh, this is, if you didn't know, I'm your host, Chad White. And also, if you didn't know, this is the premiere podcast for cpluscomedy.com. I just took a huge inhale there, so be ready for that. It already happened, so shut up anyway. This is the premiere podcast cpluscomedy.com where there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do. It's a comedy website. Go there for news and reviews and tips and tricks on all the latest comedy games in the world. And um, I, again, this is me, Chad. And uh, today we're going to, we got, we got a, not a packed show. So let's take it easy. Let's take it light. Let's go as slow as we can possibly go for the next 20 some odd minutes, because I really don't have a lot to talk about. So, uh, okay. Huge news. Huge development in my life. This is the biggest development in my entire life for, for I have a sad, lonely, slow life. Uh, so I was, I was, I was, tra- I was looking traipsing. I love that word traipsing through. I don't know if I'm using it right through HBO's catalog of movies that they have right now. Uh, for, for the record, that was sep- September. What month is it? July. Jesus. It's <laughs> today's the 31st. Uh, this comes out August 1st. But on July the 29th of 2017, I learned a mystery that has been corrected in my head. It's been in there for maybe, 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 maybe 17 years. Okay. I'm going to say close to 20 because it has been in there for a long time. All right. I found a movie that I've been thinking about, could not figure out the name, but I remember one scene from it, one freaking scene that has been stuck, burned inside of my brain for decades, two decades, for almost two decades, okay? The scene of a kid, a very short, nerdy kid, probably has some type of disease, and he he was at a baseball game in a in a dugout, or not a dugout, he was on, he was, he was, he was about to bat, he was at bat, and there's a whole crowd watching. He hit the ball. Uh, the ball flies. It's a home run. goes over a fence. It hits and it kills a lady. Guys, this is a comedy movie. I just slapped my knee. The movie is called Simon Birch. Did not know the name. And I have been, it, that thing, that it's been just in my brain for so long. Just scratching, just scratching and telling me, oh, you don't know the name of this movie, but you remember this scene. It's so vivid. I remember that baseball flying for that scene going for so long. And and finally, I know I I, I have this movie. I don't have it, but it's on HBO. I'm not going to watch it. I watched a trailer for it, and that was in the trailer. And Well, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. But I did. I did type. I did type in Simon Birch baseball. Oh, my gosh. I was ecstatic to see that woman get hit in the head again. Oh, it felt so good. Okay, so if you don't know what Simon Birch is, I really should have gone with this uh, beforehand. Simon Birch is a movie. came out in 1998, so this has been in my head since 1998. So that's not quite as long as I thought it was. But Oh, you know what? That is almost 20 years. Oh, my God. Man, look how time flies. Okay, so Simon Birch is a it's a comedy drama this is from wikipedia uh loosely based on the book a prayer for owen meaning by john irving and it was directed and written for the screen by mark stephen johnson uh we'll take it we'll take a look at him later but i guess it's a religious movie so i guess i saw it in some type of church context and uh here's a plot simon birch believes that god made him for a special heroic purpose simon birch is a very short like i said short boy and he probably has some development issues uh, so anyway, continuing, 
Uh, Simon and his best friend Joe Wentworth were both outcasts in their tiny New England town. Joe's the illegitimate son of the new town of the town beauty, and Simon, age twelve, is so small that he still plays the infant in the Jesus, Jesus in the Christmas current uh, pageant, the church Christmas pageant. I need to start this entire podcast over. I'm having trouble. Anyway. In the summer of 1964, their friendship is put to the test when Little League Simon hits a foul ball that strikes and kills Joe's mother. <laughs> that's not funny. So that's so that's what I remember. That's what I remember. All right, together they find out who Joe's father is. Boy, that's okay. All right, uh, then they ride a bus. The bus crashes into a lake. This is all coming back to me. And then Simon dies in the bus crash. Oh my God, this all came back to me. That's all one movie. I cannot believe, I guess either I watched it at such a young age, which I was five or six at the time, or we watched it so many times that I remember everything. Cause I remember seeing that and thinking, this is too sad. <laughs> and this was a, this was a comedy movie. Now here's, here's who was a movie. Uh, we had Ian Michael Smith, who is currently at age 30, three foot one. He's done nothing else. <laughs> That's it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. And the, he has uh, he's short because of more more Keo syndrome. M O R Q U I O syndrome It's a rare enzymatic disorder affecting the circulatory, muscular, and skeletal system. So I was right. Do you have a developmental issue? Uh, and Joseph Mazzello was the Joe Wentworth, and then Jim Carrey was the narrator. Good for him. Ashley Judd starred as I guess the b- beautiful uh, mom. Oliver Pratt, David. Uh, then it's just one, then it's just a bunch of people. I don't know. Uh, the writer director was Mark Stephen Johnson. He did Grumpy Old Men. He wrote Grumpy Old Men. Wrote Grumpy Old Men, the sequel classic. He wrote Jack Frost. The same year they came out, the same exact year. Boy, was that a year? He wrote. He wrote and directed Daredevil, two thousand three, and he was the producer of Elektra, a Ghost Rider. Oh, jeez, he he is not. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I don't want to hate on this guy. He is not good. He does not have a good track record. I'm sorry. That's really inappropriate for me to have that loud noise on. That was uh, Creative Cloud telling me that it has been updated. Good for you, Adobe. Anyway, uh, while I'm recording, that's weird. Anyway, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I want to move off that. But that it was. It's insane. That movie has been sitting in my head for that long, just waiting. He had this kid. I knew he was. He he had dwarfism. He. He he was he died in a bus crash. He hit a baseball on a lady's head. That is so insane. And I remember, I was I was scrolling. I remember, of course, I had been two days ago. I was scrolling through HBO's HBO's movies, and then I see this this kid, the kid that they have on the thing on uh, as the picture. See him? He's short, and I think this looks really familiar. I click on it. So I'm all, I was doing it on my Xbox, and it was super slow. <laughs> Should have done it somewhere else. And then I and I look and I see, oh my gosh, this is the movie. It just and everything just clicked into place. Insane, insane, insane. I remembered it from two scenes. Okay, uh, let's moving on to the incredible Jessica James. Okay, guys, this is a movie written and starring Jessica Williams of D- Daily Show fame, but I know her mostly from Two Dope Queens. Love Jessica Williams so much. Jay Willie, as as her fans and friends call her, which I'm uh, only one of those things, and I'm definitely not a friend. Um, it's a great movie. I enjoyed it. It's very short. They had a lot. I I did write a review for it. 
and I've uh, this is the first movie review I've written in a minute. And there was a, there were a lot of cliches in the script. I I love you, Jessica. I love you, Jay Willie. But there's there was a lot of stuff in there that I don't want to say contradicted who she is as a person, but the way she talks on the podcast and the way she the way she wrote this movie. It's kind of like, you know, feminism and all this crap and not crap, you know, whatever. I don't want to offend anybody. But anyway, feminism, all that stuff. And the way that the movie came out, it kind of felt like she didn't have to put like it's a romantic comedy. She ends up with somebody in the end with uh, I'm not going to lie. She ends up with the guy she's supposed to end up with, which is Chris O'Dowd in the movie. And because they start dating and like basically in the first five minutes of the movie. And it's just a lot of. A lot of uh, they're gonna they broke up at one point and they got back together and then blah blah blah. It's just a, a lot of cliches. See if you can pick and choose. This is your homework. Watch the movie. It's on Netflix. See if you can pick and choose w- uh, what cliches there are. Report back to me. Send it in, and I'll give you a grade. And you can email that to C plus comedy dot C plus comedy at C plus comedy dot C plus comedy. So it's four C plus comedies. Uh, but it's a, I it's seriously in all seriousness, I really did enjoy the movie. I'm glad she got to do that. She's 27 years old. She started on television at 22, so she's she's been kicking butt for five years. You know, I'm 24, and my the biggest thing I've done was <laughs> interview a, a writer from Conan and Jen Kirkman. So, Laurie Kilmartin was the writer from Conan. Actually, I've interviewed two writers from Conan. Thank you very much, Andre Duboucher, Duboucher, wherever the pronounce his name moving on i also watched nerve on saturday i wanted to see this movie in theaters it was dave franco and emma roberts i believe and it was a it's a it's about a the kids in new york and they're playing a game this truth or dare but without the dare that's the i mean without the truth that's the only way i can describe this movie to people and that's the way the movie described it to me so i guess that's good and it's very bright it's got a very it's got it's got a personality where whereas a lot of movies I'm going to compare it to another teen movie that came out. Project X. That came out in 2012. I, I assume 2012, 2013. And it's a movie that was basically built to showcase this huge party scene in Act 3. So, I'm just speaking in the script terms. <laughs> Slow down, Chad. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. So, there's a, the big party in the, or make up the last half of the last 20 minutes the last 30 20 30 minutes of the movie and because that's what they're building to that's the uh, that's the that's the action they're going to then the peak is when the when the guy comes with the fire flamethrower and he wants to kill everybody kill that guy whatever that movie sucks and so that movie was trying to be the cool kid in high school and it really did peak it peaked itself uh whereas nerve kind of graduated to use the terms of high school, it graduated from high school and made something of itself to it. It was, it was very pretty. It, while it did like the incredible Jessica James have a lot of issues with the scripting and stuff uh, it had, it was very fast. It moved along quickly. <laughs> Emma Roberts, who just did not like the game beforehand said, I want to join you on this game. Maybe within five to 10 minutes of the movie starting. It's fantastic. And Dave Franco just and he was there. He went along with everything. It was it was very strange, and you kind of just had to suspend disbelief. Whereas with Project X, you see that movie and you think this is this is too much, and there's too many people there, and they gotta get out of that house. 
that's like <laughs> it's like every horror movie. This this is too much. There's too many people there. They gotta get out of the house. That's how I that's how I was watching The Conjuring Two. Uh, I love it. I like The Conjuring series. Anyway, thought it was good. Uh, then moving on to Win It All. Win It All, starring Jake Johnson of New Girl fame. That guy can work. He made the movie with Joe Swanberg. I believe they co-wrote it together. But it's a movie about Jake Johnson. He's a gambler. I guess he plays cards and he's not very good at it. He loses a lot. And then one of his friends goes to jail. The friend asks him to hold on to an un an unknown amount of money in a bag. And Jake Johnson, of course, spends all the money. <laughs> it's called win it all because in the third act, he loses it all and he wins it back somehow. And it's a, it's a fine movie. Jack Jolo Truglio's in there. There's a beautiful Hispanic woman that plays his, that plays Jake Johnson's love interest. And Keegan, Michael key was in there as well. So I like that a lot. It was a good movie. Watch it. It's on Netflix. I enjoyed it. It's an indie movie. Love these indie movies. Okay. Finally, moving on to the main topic with, <laughs> with how much longer in this episode, there's seven minutes left. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, Netflix comedy shows are too long. Hear me out. All right. I have a very big issue. I was born, in, unlike unlike the five-year-olds of today, I was born and raised on network TV, okay? Everything's made in a, for I guess for television, it's a three-act structure because there's a lot of, there might be four acts if you're a drama, but for movies, there's typically three to four acts or sometimes five. Uh, I'm not really good at this stuff, so don't, don't use me as an authoritarian on it. Authoritarian. Uh, but Netflix, uh, typically shows are made with what? Three act structures. So there's the, you know, I guess the how the plot starts, the rising action, then the falling action. So Netflix comedy shows when a when a network TV uh, show or a broadcast TV show would be maybe 21, 22 minutes, 23 if they really fought for it uh, long with commercial breaks. Now, Netflix people have this freedom to make shows that are uh, like 30 minutes long, 33 minutes long. And then they're half hour comedies. So when you, when you're, when you're uh, somebody who still watches, I still watch regular TV because I mean, that's just the easiest thing. And there's still a lot of great shows. There are 454 new television shows. I'm going to keep saying that because that is a ridiculous number. 454 last year, there were 430 something. It went up. The number went up. Okay. So, anyway, so I watch a lot of TV shows, all right? IFC, ABC, uh, NBC, Fox, CBS, sometimes, uh, CW, there's, I just, there's, there's Comedy Central, HBO, there's just so many shows, okay? And so, with network, with network and cable, with broadcasting cable, their shows, t- half-hour shows, typically run the 21, 22 minutes, all right? And then when you get to HBO, yes, they do in the showtimes and the stars and the cinemaxes. Yes, their shows do go over the hours or the to hour and like five hour and three. This past Game of Thrones episode was an hour and two minutes long, but they slotted for an hour and five. So or or in, uh, insecure or ballers or vice. Anything can go over the 30 minute runtime to initially be 28 minutes. There's a lot of Veep episodes that are just 26 minutes long. They just need the extra three minutes to do whatever. So it's it's difficult 
I mean, for those you kind of expect it, but it's difficult when you're watching a broad city and the, admittedly the jokes for that episode are getting a little bit tired. You don't want to watch 27 minutes of a lot of, again, hitting on Abby, you know, cause I don't know why I said that, but that's, that's kind of what, that's what you don't want to see. And so when I'm watching friends from college, which is just not good and glow and unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and any mostly unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. That's what really spurred this. That's it's just, it's simply too long jokes, jokes. If is it a movie or is it a TV show? So you can eat. I, I know unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt used to went before it was sent, bought by Netflix, sent to Netflix, bought by Netflix. It was an NBC pilot. NBC didn't pick it up. Dummies. They could have had another good show, but they don't know what they're doing. NBC didn't pick it up. I'll make them a show if they want a show. If they want to pass on a show, I'll do it. I'll make them a show. Uh, NBC didn't pick it up, and so it went to Netflix. So that first season was written with broadcast in mind. It's got all of the act breaks, which is what you need for a, for a comedy. You want you want to have that. You want to close that scene for a comedy TV show. You want to be able to end that first act right and know where you want to do it. I mean, at least that's what I wanted. At least that's what I want to see in a show. Like when I, I to me that signals to the audience we're going to the story is going to go to another level at that point. Okay? Kimmy wants to I want to choose a story from the second season. Kimmy wants to go to college, okay? It was a story arc. Kimmy wants to go to college. She meets David Diggs at college. Uh and now he's leaving college in the third act. He's leaving that college and going to a better college. Kimmy want next episode. Kimmy wants to go to that better college. Uh, what does Kimmy do to get to that better college? She does something, and then third act, she's in the better college because she's rowing for, and she she somehow, and I don't know, I'm just, I just spoiled half of Kevin Schmidt, but she she ends up rowing for Columbia University. So we got this, we got this act, we got this structure, we got the we got the act structure and everything. But when it comes to streaming, it's just difficult to have that in there. So now I know I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, listen to a lot of podcasts, period. And a lot of the people say, no, working for, I think I've mentioned this before on the, on this, whatever this is, but, <laughs> but a lot of the people say, no, working for Netflix is uh, great. They don't say anything. They just say, make the show and then blah, they don't have any notes, blah, blah, blah. But maybe it's time Netflix to just squeeze a little bit and give a little bit more notes just because you can not give notes doesn't mean you shouldn't give notes case in point shows like flaked flaked was brought back for a second season don't know why it wasn't critically lauded a lot of people just don't like will arnett i love will arnett i don't know if i i don't know if he can star in something up all night i do like that show on nbc was canceled as well it's going to be retooled into a, a multi-camera sitcom. It was a single camera. It's going to be retooled into a multi-camera sitcom with a stage and a live audience. I don't know how they were going to do that. It's so strange. Anyway, <laughs> that's knowledge. That's knowledge, guys. I, I could not. I didn't do well in school. I graduated college and high school. I cannot tell you anything from there. But I remember something from a show that was canceled two seasons in maybe five or six years ago. So... Anyway, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, I just think these shows are too long. I think it's time to start cutting some stuff. Uh, and I really also, that kind of goes along with my theory that I've had for years that Netflix doesn't 
they don't do ratings. They they this is not a theory. They don't do ratings. They don't tell the creators who how many views get what. I know that because David Wayne said the same thing for Wet Hot American Summer the f- first day of camp. They never got ratings. So and every and so no one gets ratings. All right, no one. Everybody says they don't get ratings. So when these when these when this network when Netflix is a network when Netflix doesn't give out ratings and they just keep re-upping these shows where they're saying that you're doing fine this is great no you shouldn't it's what's just what they're doing with adam sandler they're saying your stuff is getting clicks is anybody watching it all the way through we don't know i mean we do know but we're not going to tell you we're just going to say you got you're getting clicks so you're going to continue making four more movies for us is that fine adam sandler's not going to say no because it's money it's it's 50 million dollars or whatever or whatever they paid dave chappelle for to already produce specials and they yeah so i don't know and then that's what that they, they just keep acquiring stand-up comedians and then those sets go on for the hours or just i don't know i don't know what i'm saying is netflix needs to tighten that vice grip i know they have a grip okay and i and i i i don't know i don't know the validity of this article that i found this morning but uh, it said I don't want to speak out of turn. It said something like Netflix. Yeah, I don't have it. Netflix is spending. Is, all right, here it is. It's from Uproxx. It says Netflix is reportedly, quote, bleeding cash to the tune of 20 billion and growing. So and then that's that's just them. That's just them acquiring stuff. That's them uh, buying the rights of things just to have them on. So here's the here's the quote. And I mean, and, and this means it's potentially this means nothing in the long run, but the quote, the company is pouring money into expensive prestige projects and expects to spend at least $6 billion in content this year. It's net cash outflow. This year is the forecast to grow at to as much as 2.5 billion up from 1.7 billion last year. So what Netflix is doing essentially is they're using their, they're not, they don't have liquid money. I don't believe, I don't believe they have liquid money. I'm like, I don't know. Well, well, they might. They, I think they do. All right. Anyway, but uh, what they're they're using the investors' money to buy these shows, and then they're and it, like I said, a couple, I think I might have said this a couple episodes ago, but Netflix wants to aim for 500 hours of original content by the end of the year, and that means that's that means roughly half of the stuff on Netflix at that point will be original. So Netflix wants to use that stuff, uh, use that clout. And eventually get to like HBO and produce their own stuff and not air, you know, the Friends reruns or whatever and give that crap to Hulu. So, I mean, they have that much money to do that. And so they're just investing in themselves. So they spend this stuff. They buy Incredible Jessica James. They're betting on there's a subsect sect of niche indie comedian lovers, viewers who are ready to watch that movie. And shows like that. So I don't know. It's insane. I shouldn't have gotten into that tangent with <laughs> when the episode was supposed to end, but I don't know. Netflix just shorten stuff. All right. Not every just it's just it's telling them to cut a joke. A lot of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season two went on too long for me. I, I do this a lot. I'm watching it. I'm in the middle of an episode of a lot of friends from college, which is I looked, I wanted that show to be so good. When I first saw, when I first heard about it, first read the press release, I thought, man, 
Keegan-Michael Key, Colby Smolders, Billy Eichner, Nat Faxon, and Fred Savage. Ooh, yeah, that's going to be a good show that I'm watching in. It's just oh, they're the worst. I'll write a review of it. So just tell them to cut a joke. And every time I every time I'm watching a show like that or Glow or Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, I'm always pausing and stopping the episode almost around the 20 minute mark, the 23 minute mark. And I'm thinking, man, there's still seven minutes left in this. What kind of story are you telling? So anyway, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I know it's, I know it sucks to cut stuff. I write and I have to cut stuff all the time. So whatever. Anyway, uh, boy, this is a long episode of, I was about to say news time of the constitutionals. Hey, if you do want to watch the news time, you can always head to the website, cpluscomedy.com where we got the latest news, reviews, features, interviews, and other good comedy bits that, only I can provide you with. You can also follow us on Twitter at C plus comedy. Follow me on Twitter at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Tumble this. <laughs> the Tumblr has been down for so many months. I just slipped into an old news time outro. Anyway, don't go to Tumblr. It's not good. It's done. I haven't upload, updated it in a long time. Follow us on Instagram at C plus comedy. Twitter's, like I said. We, uh, we got a review going up. I just interviewed Josh Johnson. He has a Comedy Central special and an album coming out this year. So just go go do that stuff. Go to the website. Look at that stuff right now. Do it. All right. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Come back next week for a new episode of Constitutionals. Bye.